direct from Fort Meade, Maryland, this is Dinfos Live. Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Dinfos Live. I'm Major David J. Murphy, an instructor here at the Defense Information School. On this month's episode, we'll be discussing the Mass Communication Foundation's writing course and podcasting as a communication tactic, which you can take advantage of to meet your commander's priorities. Our first guest for today's program is Petty Officer First Cat Class Scott Swafford. Welcome to the program, MC1. Happy to be here. Have a seat. Now, before we get into the questions, I'd like to introduce our social media moderator, Lance Corporal Dylan Grasso. Lance Corporal, I hear that you actually pick photos and videos that go onto Marines.mil. Can you tell me a little bit about that process? Yes, so the team that I'm with on MarPro, we search divids for like videos, news stories, photos, anything that is like intriguing to the eye, and we post it on the Marines.mil website for other units or services to see and know what the Marine Corps is up to. That's great. That's great. Well, glad to have you on the program. Glad to be here. And if you have any questions for our guests, don't hesitate to leave them down below in the, in the comments section, and we might just ask them on the air. All right, well, let's get on with the show. Uh, MC1, can you tell me a little bit about the MCF writing class? What, what's this all about? Yeah, so the uh, Mass Communication Foundation's writing course is a 12-day uh, fully online virtual course that Dinfos offers. Uh, what we teach in the course is our one and only uh, terminal learning objective, which is to apply nonfiction storytelling techniques in support of commander's intent. Nice, that's great. Now, I know writing's in the name, but can you tell me, is writing the only aspect of storytelling? No, uh, storytelling can apply to multiple different mediums. Uh, in our course, we, the medium we use is writing. Uh, but storytelling applies to uh, you know, video work. When you think of documentaries, movies, TV shows, uh, they all include elements of storytelling. And uh, also photos, when you think of photo stories, uh, a lot of those have storytelling elements in them. And of course, uh, audio, broadcasting, as well as podcasting. Nice, nice. Can you tell me what kind of students, what kind of uh, assignments students should expect to see during this course? Yeah, so during the course, the students will do kind of a mix of assignments. Uh, we'll have like uh, workshops where they'll learn like advanced interviewing techniques, uh, scenic uh, construction techniques. Uh, they'll do a variety of assignments that will ultimately help them kind of get these uh, narratives written. Great, great. And during the course, what kind of help can students expect to receive as they go through the course? Yeah, so one uh, unique uh, part of our course is that uh, the students will actually get live one-on-one -on -one coaching uh, throughout for their graded assignment. So they will actually get uh, coaching uh, through live uh, coaching sessions one-on-one uh, -on -one with their instructor uh, throughout the duration of the course. So uh, they will get help with their graded assignment throughout. Great. How can students and commands benefit from this course? Uh, so students and commands uh, can ultimately expect their students who graduate from it uh, to be able to tell more compelling stories uh, through whatever medium they wish to do. Uh, which will ultimately help uh, grasp and hold the attention of their audiences. What are some of the prerequisites to attend this course and how would students go about actually applying to, to join the course? So some of the prereqs are, um, you know, the student needs to have graduated from a uh, core course such as MCF or like BMCSC. Uh, if they didn't, it, there is a waiver process uh, that they can go through. Uh, so if, if anyone's interested out there, you know, just let your command and your leadership know. Um, and then for the full list of prerequisites, you can just go to the DINFOS website. Uh, it should be in the Academics tab and Course Catalog. That's great. Well, is there anything else you would like to add? 
Yeah, so the, uh, the course is a great 12-day uh, course. Uh, it's fully online, so you can take it at home or in the barracks. Uh, so ultimately, um, you know, the course will help uh, students and uh, commands have more compelling products um, that include those storytelling elements. Well, that's great. Well, thanks for your time today, MC1 Swafford. Uh, we really appreciate it. Have a great rest yeah. of the day. Thank you, sir. Thank you. I'd now like to introduce my next guest for today's episode, Miss Stephanie Hatcher, a DINFOS instructor and MC2 Livingston. Hey, how's it going? Good to see you. <coughs> uh, he's with D DMA Production Services. Hello, MC2. Hey, sir. How are you? Great. Have a seat. Well, welcome to the program, Miss Hatcher, MC2 Lewis, and thanks for coming and joining us to talk about podcasting. It's a really hot topic that we know a lot of our folks are really interested in hearing more about. But before we get started, can you tell us a little bit about your personal experience in the military and in public affairs? Yeah, so uh, I was in Army Public Affairs for 12 years, and for the last 12 years I've been teaching at DINFOS, uh, currently in the Public Affairs and Communication Strategy Qualification course. Um, but outside of that, I am an avid podcast listener, and a few years ago I created a seminar for our instructors called Your Unit Needs a Podcast. So I've really been pushing for um, DOD podcasting to kind of get more of a foothold. So I've got about seven years-ish in the field. I was actually undesignated as a what we call in the Navy a fuelie, uh, aviation bosun's mate fuels. Uh, and then I got into the field, fell in love with everything that MCs do, uh, went to Syracuse and, and got into podcasting. And then my love for that has just grown tenfold. And I listen to podcasts every day when I come to work and when I leave from work. So that's great. Yeah, I love podcasts, I listen to them all the time. But you know, podcasting, although it's been around for more than 20 years, some people might not be familiar with it as a medium, can you just kind of tell people what is podcasting? Yeah, I can sum it up in two words. It's audio storytelling. Um, so podcasting is a, a unique portable form of storytelling, um, similar to radio, but it allows the uh, audience to kind of take a deep dive into whatever topic it is. Um, and it can be anything from a solo scripted show to something more narrative that really draws your listeners in with um, advanced layers of sound. But the key to it is that it's audio and it's a storytelling. Yeah, and it's super efficient too. Like, if you think of radio, radio has to have like a, almost a whole studio to, sure. to some degree, but podcasting can be super efficient. You can do it with uh, a Zoom recorder or any audio recorder, a pair of headphones, and a laptop. So, for a lot of commands and stuff that may, might not have a lot of money to say, hey, we need to start a podcast, mm -hmm. that's, it's as simple as that. Yeah, I know some people actually make podcasts with their phones, right? Absolutely. Yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. You got a microphone, a recorder, um, and you know, garage band if you have an Apple phone and you got a podcast. Absolutely. Well, why should military communicators care about this medium and tactic? So uh, ultimately, it is a huge audience that we haven't really tapped into yet. Okay. So uh, something like 177 million Americans report listening to podcasts. That is a, about 62% of the American population. So it's there, um, they love podcasts. It's, it's a great opportunity to, to kind of reach into that corner of the audience. Um, and I know for a fact that a lot of military folks listen to podcasts mm -hmm. as well. So it really is a great way to, to reach some of those younger uh, military audience members. Okay, great. Well, you know, there's a lot of popular tactics and, and communication methods, right, and, and ways that we communicate with our audiences. But, you know, how does a PA professional determine that this is the right tactic for their organization? 
I'll let you take that one, Stephanie. Uh, so from a communication strategy perspective, you really have to make sure that podcasting as a tactic does align with your goals as a communicator. Um, so you have to look at things like what are your commander's lines of effort? What is your intent with this um, platform? What are you going for? Who is your audience? You really have to have an intended audience in mind and a specific goal for that audience. Do you want to entertain them? Do you want to educate, uh, push out information? So you really have to, to make sure that it is the right um, format for your communication goals. Uh, and, and first and foremost, you know, that requires a lot of research, which we love to talk about on this show, um, and communication planning. Absolutely. So after you've determined that podcasting is the right path forward for your organization, how do you specifically go about making a podcast and getting it on the air? Yeah, so I mean, it could be as simple as what I said earlier, you know, just getting the basic tools and things. Uh, finding your story but the most important thing I think is like who do you want to talk to uh, who needs to hear what you have to say and how are you going to accomplish that and then the rest just kind of falls in line like you figure out do you want to do audio storytelling do you want to have more conversational podcasting or do you want to do audio dramas you know a lot of people listen to that um, so it 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 all starts with the planning you know like how do you what's what's the plan going forward and then in steps, you know. Yeah, another aspect of that planning is you really have to think about the longevity of your podcast. Um, one thing that is a constant in the military is change, right? So somebody, you might be at a unit and start a podcast, you're going to leave that unit in a few years. Uh, so is somebody there that's going to take over for you and keep the podcast going, or is the podcast going to end when you leave the organization? You also really want to think about what kind of stories you're going to tell and how you're going to tell them. Is it going to be a new story each episode, um, or is it going to be one story told over the entire arc of a whole season? So you really have to put a lot planning into the, the front end of podcasting. Um, but once you get that down, you get to start the fun part of actually recording the podcast. Um, and that, that's where it gets to be a little bit more creative and more interesting. Nice, nice. Well, I'm being told that we have a question from social media. So let's turn it over to Lance Corporal Grasso. Yes. So Garrett from Guam asked, what sparked all of y'all's interest in podcasting or making a podcast? Mm, that's a great mm. question. I can tell you for me it was Serial, which for a lot yeah. of people was ground zero. Um, one reviewer said that Serial was the first to spark what we call the podcast renaissance, because podcasting had been around for about 10 years before Serial launched, right. but people really weren't paying attention to it. Yeah. So Serial really kind of unleashed the full potential of what a podcast can do, sure. and that got people talking. Um, you know, and its first season was downloaded more than 80 million times. Wow. So once I got hooked into it, I started looking into more podcasts, and I saw how diverse podcasting could be. Mm -hmm. um, and I really thought, you know, this could be something that the military could could get tapped into, which started my love of trying to, to bring it to um, the DOD. I'd say for me, it was uh, Radio Lab because yeah. when I heard how rich and well-produced it was, it's literally flawless. Um, I, I, I just, I said, I wanted to make something like this. Like I want to try to do this by myself, which mm -hmm. hindsight, you need a team yeah. <laughs> to make anything Radio Lab esque. Mm -hmm. um, but Radio Lab just they do they do such a good job of uh, investigating a topic or blowing science things up to where that you can understand them and like really simplifying them. Um, and I'm not really even that into science stuff, so mm -hmm. it, it's for me to be intrigued, you know, by that. It'll tell you it is like just it's perfect. So yeah, absolutely. 
I started getting into podcasts with a lot of like tech podcasts, like This Week in Tech and whatnot, uh, back in like the late 2000s, really, when I had an iPod, you actually had to download the podcast to your computer and upload mm -hmm. it via cable mm -hmm. to your listening device. And so that's what got me into the medium. And then I started doing it in 2009. So, you know, again, way before anyone really was tracking it as widespread as it was when mm -hmm. Serial came out. But I think you, know, you make a good point that that show really took the medium to a whole nother level and what people could do with the audio medium. It was really amazing. Yeah, um, they've actually done some studies that show that um, audio really does drive storytelling. And that probably yeah. comes from the fact that humans as a species are really an oral tradition. That's how sure. we pass down stories for, for millennia. Um, and so they've showed audiences uh, video where the audio was not, uh, you know, you couldn't hear it very well, but yeah. you could see the video and right. people lost interest. Then they showed sure. them a video where the, the scene dropped out but the audio stayed strong and yeah. people stayed engaged with the story as long as they had that strong audio right. so it really is a, a, a really strong medium to take advantage of yeah absolutely you know we talked a lot about civilian podcasts but getting back to military centric podcasts what are some considerations that military creators need to keep in mind when creating a podcast you know for the military for a military audience on a military platform I think there's you know and you can speak to this probably a lot um, Ethics is huge, and maintaining DoD uh, style, even like uh, just make sure that you know you're not endorsing something that you shouldn't be, or because you know. Um, so things like that, I think that you need to consider. But um, also like the the whole audience thing uh, is is another huge thing. And Stephanie, if you want to speak to that a little bit more. Yeah, I think audience analysis is important, knowing who you're talking to, and again, having that specific goal in mind that aligns with your communication strategy and your commander's desired end state. Um, but going back to what MC2 said was uh, what we call at the schoolhouse SAP, security, accuracy, policy, and propriety. Mm -hmm. So first and foremost, the military podcaster has to practice security at the source and use good OPSEC um, practices, yeah. meaning <clears throat> don't talk about things that you shouldn't talk about, mm -hmm. um, don't leak things that maybe shouldn't be leaked, and just really make sure that whatever we're talking about doesn't violate any national security um, you know, concerns. Right. Uh, accuracy, we want to make sure that everything that we are talking about is true to the best of our knowledge. Policy, we have to make sure that we're not violating any DOD policies with any of our content or the way it's produced. Um, so for example, we can't pay to market our yeah. podcasts. And then last but certainly not least is propriety, which might be the hardest one. Um, a lot of great podcasts are just people sitting around talking. And when you're relaxed and kind of away from an audience, you might forget that you are a brand ambassador of your service, your unit, your organization, or the DOD in general. So you really have to make sure that whatever you're talking about and the way that you're talking about it really fits with that professionalism um, that yeah. is expected of a military service member. Okay. Well, I'm hearing we have another question from social media. So, Lance yes. Corporal. So, Staff Sergeant Diamond from Fort Meade asked, "What does the podcasting outlook look like from look like five years from now?" Ooh, interesting. Well, <clears throat> we currently have over a million podcasts out there. Um, it has grown exponentially. The listenership just in the past five years has kind of exploded. So I imagine yeah. the next five years, it will continue. I mentioned earlier that something like 62% of the Americans yeah. um, are listening to podcasts, and that's up 5% from just last year. Wow. So I can only imagine that in the next five years, we'll probably see those numbers um, you know, increase by a magnitude of 10 or maybe even 15%. Yeah. Yeah. And that speaks to just like how easy it is to start. Anyone mm -hmm. can start a podcast. Anyone sure. today could start one and talk about whatever they want to talk about or do audio drama, you know, like anything like that. So um, it, it's ease of access, ease of use. And I, I, in five years, 
it's it's hard to like see into the future, but I think that uh, it, it's looking promising for sure. Maybe we'll have holographic podcasts <laughs> or smellogram. Like Who knows? Oh <laughs> Careful there. <laughs> That's a patentable idea. Uh, yeah, no, I, I can't see it. You know, declining. Obviously, I think the growth of podcasts will continue on exponentially, especially now that it's been integrated into all of the major popular audio listening platforms, right? I don't think there's a, a platform out there that doesn't have podcasting mm -hmm. built into it, uh, which by the way, you can find the Dinfo's live podcast on all of your podcatchers of choice. Go check that out. <laughs> um, but again, yeah, I, I see it just growing and growing and, and as more people get into it, I mean, like you said, it's very easy to get into podcasting. Right. I could probably take my phone, record an audio file, go to a website that I know hosts podcasts and do everything right there and I'm done. And, and Absolutely. Podcasting. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, thank you for that question. Appreciate it. Uh, so what are some resources that budding podcasters uh, should look out for or can get into to help, help them create great quality podcasts? Well, first and foremost, I would point people to Pavilion. So if you're not familiar yeah. with Dinfo's Pavilion website, they have just launched a whole new section dedicated to podcasting and how to get started, different tips and techniques and best practices. Um, Divids here at DMA. Divids hosts all of the DOD podcasts, um, and they are so receptive. If you just send them a question, um, they will get back to you usually within a couple of hours. Mm -hmm. uh, they've released a podcasting guide, so how to get started from the technical side of how to upload your file, how to get your channel started um, so those guys are really great as far as how to get started on the back end of the the production um, when it comes to actually producing a podcast though I recommend a couple books um, the first one is this one your museum needs a podcast by Hannah Hethman and what I really like about this book is that Miss Hethman is writing for nonprofits who don't usually have a very big budget for podcasting or any of their communication efforts. Um, and not having a budget will probably sound pretty familiar to a lot of our viewers today because famously in the DOD, um, we don't have a big budget for communication strategy usually. Um, so she talks you through how to come up with an idea, how to build that idea out. I mentioned before about uh, deciding what format you're going to use. So she kind of talks you through all of that. Um, up through how to actually do the recording, best practices for interviewing, and then what to do with your podcast once you've launched it. MC2? Okay, I also have a book. <laughs> um, this one uh, in particular is probably my favorite called Out on the Wire uh, by Ira Glass. Um, or he was the forward actually, but it, it just kind of goes into um, sort of the same deal, like how to build a story is really like the foundational element of this because not all stories work. You know, how are you going to make yours work? How to sell it uh, to your producer so that you can keep working on it? Um, and it, it does a really good job in, uh, of doing that. And also, um, if you like pictures, it's a graphic novel. So, oh, wow. So I kind of like good. that as a comic reader. So. <laughs> Now, it's good that you mentioned Divid's Hub, right? Because obviously if you want to get your podcast on the air and you're in the military, that is the first place to go because they're going to be the ones to host your file. We've actually, I've done two podcasts through Divid's Hub now, this show, and also another uh, podcast we did for Keesler Air Force Base. And it was a very simple process. You contact them, they send you a form, you fill it out, you send it back, and then uh, uploading your podcast is just as simple as accessioning any file, whether it be photo, video, or audio. And it gets released, and right, it's right there on your podcatcher of choice. So I would say that actually um, uploading audio is actually easier than uploading any other medium. Um, and you can speak to this from having been on board a ship and having to fight those yes. kind of download or upload speeds. Mm -hmm. Yes, uh, I mean even like a, a photo size, let's say four megabytes, which yeah. 
is relatively small, you would think. It, sometimes it takes days to get out a few photos wow. to Divids because you're out at sea, you know. Sure. It's got to shoot to a satellite. But yeah. audio, I mean, it's, it's super, super small. So it, for you to get a podcast that you have on your ship out and do that pretty consistently is really, really easy. And Divids is huge for all the help that they do to help get you started so that they can spin mm -hmm. your stuff out on Spotify, Apple, uh, all those good podcatchers. So, oh, yeah. yeah. And the great thing is if your audio file is too big, you can lower the bit rate pretty drastically and still retain most of the quality that you're trying to get out. Absolutely. So, well, great. Well, what are some common mistakes or pitfalls that uh, podcast creators make when they're trying to you know, create something to put out there in the world? Um, I think, so for me, uh, when, I, when I started Ears Adrift, I was... Um, really looking forward to making these really creative pieces. You know, like in the Navy, we have a, a dish called a hamster, but it's actually just a chicken cordon bleu. So I made this whole piece about a chicken cordon bleus, but it wasn't like to the commander's intent. So even though I have this really awesome piece, I wasn't able to put that out. So um, having that in your planning, like figuring out what the message needs to be told first or that's that's where you should start you know is in the planning phase um that's probably like the biggest like piece of advice i i could give a common mistake i see from beginning podcasters is underestimating the amount of time it's going to take to get yeah. your podcast episode created um you know for one 15 minute podcast it could take anywhere from three to four to five hours of actual planning production and you know um, post-production to get it ready for air wow. so you really have to consider those aspects of it and so one of the biggest things i can recommend is um, have several episodes complete and ready to go before you post your first episode because yeah. uh, a lot of people will think oh i finished my first episode i'm really proud of it let mm -hmm. me post it up here and next week i'll have another one and then of course somebody gets sick um, somebody drops out you know you run out of time something comes up and so you don't get the next episode done in time and one thing podcast listeners like is consistency. They yeah. want to know that they can count on your episode coming out every Thursday morning so I can listen to it on the way to work. They will plan their schedules mm -hmm. around listening to your podcast. Um, so you really have to make sure that you are taking into consideration those the time element and really making sure that you have, if you can, a whole season ready to go before you drop your first episode, which I know can be hard sometimes. Absolutely. All right, going back to Lance Corporal Grasso, what do we got on yes. social media? So Commander Cody from Fort Meade as well mm -hmm. asked, can you give some examples of military podcasts that work? Okay. Well, I think one of our, our own here is uh, the award-winning podcast. Oh, yeah, talk to us about that. <laughs> so I, I made Ears Adrift um, kind of just to, because we have so many stories that we can tell in where I used to work at All Hands Magazine. Uh, but that was one of the mediums that we weren't utilizing. Um, and it's, it's probably one of the fastest growing, so I figured, why, why aren't we? Um, so I started that, and uh, I, I think that it was pretty successful. You know, I've, I've had some really good episodes and had a lot of fun with my team in making them. And mm -hmm. getting back to the production and, and how long it takes, it can take a long time depending on how long you want to do your podcast. Um, yeah. But it, it was just a fantastic experience. If you want to listen to it, it's, it's on Spotify, uh, and you can listen to it. It's just stories uh, from, from sailors talking. I interviewed my wife in one of them, wow. and that was, that was really heartfelt. Yeah. Um, but above that, Sea, Story, uh, sea Stories by Navy.com is fantastic, and it's you know, a really traditional thing when you were talking about um, 
you know, like just evolution of storytelling. Uh, sea stories in the Navy is, you know, like back in the 1700s we were doing that. So having a podcast that does that, I think is just a beautiful thing, you know. I can also tell you that the uh, most popular military podcast that's hosted by Dinfos, or I'm sorry, by Divids, mm -hmm. is um, Military HD, and then the okay. NATO podcast. So wow. those are two that are really popular, uh, have the most followers. Yeah, I don't know the the popularity of it, but I, I recommend the uh, the SOCOM podcast. Special Operations Command actually puts out a podcast, and they interview various folks from the military and the special operations field. So if you're curious about that career field or the different aspects of it, the mission, the operations of it, then I highly recommend going to check that podcast out. Great. Well, how should podcasters, how should PA professionals, I should say, evaluate the effectiveness of their podcast, right? Is it just audience number growth? What is it? How do they determine if their podcast is actually effective? I think, I think for me, um, what the thing that like I really paid attention to is our social media um, engagement and who who might share to their friend or tag their friend, hey, listen to this, or mm -hmm. do we get a comment? And and then looking at analytics to see how, if people listen to the whole thing, when did they drop off, or maybe there's a spike. So you can kind of gauge how well you're doing on on per episode, essentially, and the comment section in social media. Uh, that's that's kind of how I, I did things. Stephanie, you probably have done other things. Yeah. Um, also, just speaking to that really quickly, um, you know, we think of, of radio as kind of being a one-way medium where we're talking to mm -hmm. people, but podcasters really want to have a conversation with you. They want to be involved in it. Most, yeah. most listeners today do. Um, so I really recommend that you do tie your podcast to like an Instagram page or a social media page where you can have those conversations. So you're telling sea stories in, mm -hmm. in one episode. Um, let people write in and respond with their, you know, their stories, the time that they did that too. Um, so that's a really great way to to, to see who you're talking to and who's engaging with the content, not just who's yeah. listening to it, but who's really reacting to it. Right. Um, another aspect of that, going back to communication planning, which we've talked about uh, on this show here, um, is that you really have to build the evaluation metrics into your planning ahead of time. So how will I know if my message was successful? And that goes back to what your desired end state is. And how can you measure that change? Do I see a change, whether it's an increase in morale, um, an increase in knowledge about the topic that we're talking about? So that really goes back to your planning. You have to build in those evaluation metrics um, when, you're, when you're starting your podcast. And, and the way that you measure that too might look a little different. I think we've all seen podcasts like Serial that go viral uh, and have 80 million viewers you know, around the world. Mm -hmm. um, it's not feasible for us to expect our little military DOD podcast to reach 80 million people. Yeah. And to be honest, we don't want it to. They're, right. they're not our target audience. So you really have to keep in mind who is my target audience Am I reaching that target audience? And how many of them are engaging with the material? And that might look different for every, every unit. Um, you know, I, one of the best ways to look at it that I came across was to think of it as a live talk. So if I was holding a live talk at Dinfos and I had 50 people show up to that talk, mm -hmm. I would consider that a win. Yeah. So if I have 50 listens to my podcast episode, for me, that might be success. Whereas for someone else, that might not be good enough. So it really depends on what your goal is. I mean, you can have a small audience, but a lot of engagement from yes. that audience, and then you're getting a lot of positive feedback. And I think it's interesting, you know, of course, what you say about communication planning, right? Because ultimately, podcasting is, is a tactic utilized mm -hmm. to complete a smart objective, right? So it has to feed into that. Yep. You're not just doing podcasting for the sake of doing podcasting, right? It, has, it should align with and hopefully help complete a commander's objective and, and meet a commander's intent. Absolutely. Well, that's great. Well, 
from your own personal opinions, what do you think are some good civilian podcasts that our audience can listen to for either inspiration or potentially best practices as they go about to create their military podcasts? So one that I always recommend to DOD or military students is the podcast called um, Ear Hustle, which takes place in San Quentin Prison. And I see a lot of parallels, um, not negative, <laughs> between the way that the prison is structured and the way that like a military base or a ship is structured. Um, they're both closed environments without a lot of external stimuli. So you might be thinking, nothing ever happens on my ship, nothing ever happens on my base, it's boring. And so what Ear Hustle does is they talk to the people and they find those human stories. And it's fascinating. I've laughed, I've cried listening to those episodes. And what it's really good at doing is humanizing um, people that we might tend to think of in abstract, like prisoners or sailors or soldiers. Mm -hmm. um, it really puts a, a, a human face behind the uniform, as yeah. it were. So I, I tell people, listen to Ear Hustle to get great ideas about how you can find those stories within your own organization. Yeah, I would agree. Um, it's it's such a good interview, one-on-one -on -one podcast. Um, and when it comes to like making an audio story uh, and having, you know, creating an environment purely out of sound, well, I, I, and I've brought up audio dramas a few times, but the truth is fantastic for just creating, you know, an environment out of nothing. And it seems like uh, War of the Worlds, you know, Orson Welles, like that sort of thing. But it's still really popular today. And in fact, I'd argue it's probably more popular now. Um, but that really helped me kind of set the scene for a lot of things. Like if I have someone that's underway and I'm interviewing them or talking to them about being a bosun's mate, I, I might have the waves in the background or something, you know, things like that, bells in the back, seagulls. So that that sort of thing like really helped me out just to like, what sounds am I hearing in this podcast and how can I make them my own? Yeah, that's great. Another thing I recommend is just look at what's trending. Look at what podcasts are the most downloaded, the most listened to today, and then see if there's a way that you can take that format and apply it to your military life. So, for example, there's a, po a podcast called Ologists, and the host every week talks to a different scientist who is an ologist, whether it's a zoologist, an anthropologist, whatever. And she just says, like, tell me about your job. Tell me what it is you do. And immediately I thought, on a military base, we have a million different MOSs, different jobs. Every week, talk to a different MOS and find out who they are, what they do, and how they're contributing to the mission overall. I mean, there's so many, you could just look at almost any podcast today and find a way to say, that could fit our mission, that could help us. Um, you just got to get a little creative. Absolutely. That's great. Well, folks, I think we've officially gone viral because we have another question from social media. Yes, we do. <laughs> Daniel from Fort Meade asks, what do you recommend as an effective way for a military podcast to get known and gain listeners? Ooh, yeah. That's a great question. So first and foremost, I'm going to go back to the Divids folks because Divids will host your podcast on um, all the popular podcatchers like Spotify, Amazon, um, Apple, Google. I think there's a couple more that I'm not even thinking about, but they will put it out there on all the platforms. The second thing I would say was tie it to your social media, right? You really have to promote yourselves because you're not going to pay to promote it. Yeah. So um, send it out to the people who you think might be interested in it. Um, you know, if you have any type of command information channels, like an email um, that goes out to all the troops or a monthly newsletter, put it in there and say, hey, guys, check out our new podcast. Everybody listen to this. Um, you can tease it. Teasing is a great way to get people interested. So a week before it airs, play a little snippet of a really great quote of somebody saying something interesting. So people will be like, oh, I want to hear more about that. Mm -hmm. And then they'll be looking forward to your podcast. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a lot of ways to market without spending a dime. Um, you just got to get a little bit creative. Do some research. Sure. Yeah, I mean, social media is is huge for podcasting. Um, looking at 
last letters ran by JT Locke. Uh, he does a thing called an audiogram for his Instagram. So it'll be a portrait of the person that he's interviewing along with that, that awesome quote. Um, and it's sort of this jab, jab, right hook approach. I don't know if you've heard the, the social media book, but it's teasing things. And then you have this, you know, you, ha you have your full length podcast. Yeah. So I think that approach uh, is proven successful. And that's, that's sort of what I try to do in my own podcast. Yeah, and that's a great point. Uh, cutting up your podcast into little minute long segments and then pushing them out on various platforms because people may, may not want to listen to a whole 30 minute or 60 minute long podcast. Or that might be a big ask for them. But maybe if you tease them in with a little short one minute segment, then you have a better chance of actually getting them to, to come over and listen to the podcast. I'd also recommend, depending on the subject matter of your podcast and how broad it might be, is to reach out to your higher headquarters mm -hmm. or other sort of agencies that are adjacent to yours to help promote the podcast. I know when SOCOM did their podcast, they pushed it down to uh, us in Korea because we were a you know, sub, sub command that could actually push it out to our members, you know, because they thought, oh, they might be interested in that as well. And another, that, that brings up another great point, which is cross promotion. Um, if I have a podcast and I'm, let's say, an army podcaster and I know of a great Navy podcast, maybe I'll tell my listeners, hey, if you like this, go check out Sea Stories. You might find something you like there too. So yeah. reach out to, to fellow podcasters who maybe have um, an overlap in audience members yeah. and get them to push your, your podcast as well. Um, it's not a competition, you know, mm -hmm. we're all in it, uh, you know, for the same, for the same reasons. So there's no competition here and that's one good thing about DOD podcasting is that we're not in it to make money right so we get a lot of the pressure taken off of us we don't have to grow if we're reaching our audience and they're happy with our product and it's working we can stay at that listenership you know indefinitely so there's no pressure to grow there's no pressure to make money and there's no competition we're all in it together yeah, absolutely and the other uh, idea that I've actually utilized is showing up on other people's podcasts yes. and being an interview subject mm -hmm. for them and then you get to plug your own podcast so there you go yep. All right. Well, thanks so much for talking to us about this really obviously popular subject. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Uh, Stephanie, if you want to go first. Um, just that, you know, I hope more people do consider podcasting as a really viable uh, public affairs tactic. I think it can be scary for some folks who've never used it before, never seen it before, but it really is easy, very low risk, and very low cost. So it is very efficient, and I hope, um, I hope more people will consider it when they're doing their communication planning. Great. Yeah, and if you're interested, just go out and listen. Just go listen to some podcasts, you know, and that's that's what I did. I, I found uh, that I really like listening to them, so I started listening more and more, and then I made my own. Yeah. Um, so there's there's a slew of different podcasts out there. Find one that, you know, that you really enjoy and maybe try to emulate that in your own storytelling. So That's awesome. Well, great. Thanks again for your time today. Really appreciate it. And I want to say thanks to our audience, and we appreciate your time, and thank you for tuning into our program. As always, please subscribe, like, and share our program with others so that more people can learn about it and listen to it and watch it. And if you do like to listen to it, and speaking of podcasts specifically, uh, Dinfos Live is also a podcast that you can find on your podcatcher of choice just by searching for Dinfos Live. Well, that is our episode for this month. See you all next month when we'll be talking to Army Lieutenant Colonel Charles Patterson, DINFO's Public Affairs and Communications Strategy Directorate Director, who will be talking to us about the PACS qualification course and how we train DOD Public Affairs officers. Thanks again for your time and see you all next month.
direct from Fort Meade, Maryland, this is Dinfos Live.
uh, force, yeah, space,
direct from Fort Meade, Maryland, this is Dinfos Live. Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Dinfos Live. I'm Major David J. Murphy, an instructor here at the Defense Information School. On this month's episode, we'll be discussing the Mass Communication Foundation's writing course and podcasting as a communication tactic, which you can take advantage of to meet your commander's priorities. Our first guest for today's program is Petty Officer First Cat Class Scott Swafford. Welcome mm, to the program, MC1. Happy here. Have a seat. Now, before we get into the questions, I'd like to introduce our social media moderator, Lance Corporal Dylan Grasso. Lance Corporal, I hear that you actually pick photos and videos that go onto Marines.mil. Can you tell me a little bit about that process? Yes, so the team that I'm with, Almarpro, we search divids for like videos, news stories, photos, anything that is like intriguing to the eye, and we post it on the Marines.mil website for other units or services to see and know what the Marine Corps is up to. That's great. That's great. Well, glad to have you on the program. Glad to be here. And if you have any questions for our guests, don't hesitate to leave them down below in the, in the comments section, and we might just ask them on the air. All right, well, let's get on with the show. Uh, MC1, can you tell me a little bit about the MCF writing class? What, what's this all about? Yeah, so the uh, Mass Communication Foundation's writing course is a 12-day uh, fully online virtual course that Dinfos offers. Uh, what we teach in the course is our one and only uh, terminal learning objective, which is to apply nonfiction storytelling techniques in support of commander's intent. Nice, that's great. Now, I know writing's in the name, but can you tell me, is writing the only aspect of storytelling? No, uh, storytelling can apply to multiple different mediums. Uh, in our course, we, the medium we use is writing, uh, but storytelling applies to uh, you know, video work. When you think of documentaries, movies, TV shows, uh, they all include elements of storytelling. And uh, also photos, when you think of photo stories, uh, a lot of those have storytelling elements in them. And of course, uh, audio broadcasting as well as podcasting. Nice, nice. Can you tell me what kind of students, what kind of uh, assignments students should expect to see during this course? Yeah, so during the course, the students will do kind of a mix of assignments. Uh, we'll have like uh, workshops where they'll learn like advanced interviewing techniques, uh, scenic uh, construction techniques. Uh, they'll do a variety of assignments that will ultimately help them kind of get these uh, narratives written. Great, great. And during the course, what kind of help can students expect to receive as they go through the course? Yeah, so one uh, unique uh, part of our course is that uh, the students will actually get live one-on-one -on -one coaching uh, throughout for their graded assignment. So they will actually get uh, coaching uh, through live uh, coaching sessions one-on-one uh, -on -one with their instructor uh, throughout the duration of the course. So uh, they will get help with their graded assignment throughout. Great. How can students and commands benefit from this course? Uh, so students and commands uh, can ultimately expect their students who graduate from it uh, to be able to tell more compelling stories uh, through whatever medium they wish to do, uh, which will ultimately help uh, grasp and hold the attention of their audiences. What are some of the prerequisites to attend this course and how would students go about actually applying to, to join the course? So some of the prereqs are, um, you know, the student needs to have graduated from a uh, core course such as MCF or like BMCSC. Uh, if they didn't, they, there is a waiver process uh, that they can go through. Uh, so if, if anyone's interested out there, you know, just let your command and your leadership know. Um, and then for the full list of prerequisites, you can just go to the DINFOS website. Uh, it should be in the academics tab and course catalog. That's great. Well, is there anything else you would like to add? 
Yeah, so the, uh, the course is a great 12-day uh, course. Uh, it's fully online, so you can take it at home or in the barracks. Uh, so ultimately, um, you know, the course will help uh, students and uh, commands have more compelling products um, that include those storytelling elements. Well, that's great. Well, thanks for your time today, MC1 Swafford. Uh, we really appreciate it. Have a great rest yeah. of the day. Thank you, sir. Thank you. I'd now like to introduce my next guest for today's episode, Miss Stephanie Hatcher, a DINFOS instructor and MC2 Livingston. Hey, how's it going? Good to see you. <coughs> uh, he's with D DMA Production Services. Hello, MC2. Hey, sir. How are you? Great. Have a seat. Well, welcome to the program, Miss Hatcher. MC2 Lewis, and thanks for coming and joining us to talk about podcasting. It's a really hot topic that we know a lot of our folks are really interested in hearing more about. But before we get started, can you tell us a little bit about your personal experience in the military and in public affairs? Yeah, so uh, I was in Army Public Affairs for 12 years, and for the last 12 years I've been teaching at DINFOS, uh, currently in the Public Affairs and Communication Strategy Qualification course. Um, but outside of that, I am an avid podcast listener, and a few years ago I created a seminar for our instructors called Your Unit Needs a Podcast. So I've really been pushing for um, DOD podcasting to kind of get more of a foothold. So I've got about seven years-ish in the field. I was actually undesignated as a what we call in the Navy a fuelie, uh, aviation bosun's mate fuels. Uh, and then I got into the field, fell in love with everything that MCs do, uh, went to Syracuse and, and got into podcasting. And then my love for that has just grown tenfold. And I listen to podcasts every day when I come to work and when I leave from work. So that's great. Yeah, I love podcasts, I listen to them all the time. But you know, podcasting, although it's been around for more than 20 years, some people might not be familiar with it as a medium. Can you just kind of tell people what is podcasting? Yeah, I can sum it up in two words. It's audio storytelling. Um, so podcasting is a, a unique portable form of storytelling, um, similar to radio, but it allows the uh, audience to kind of take a deep dive into whatever topic it is. Um, and it can be anything from a solo scripted show to something more narrative that really draws your listeners in with um, advanced layers of sound. But the key to it is that it's audio and it's a storytelling. Yeah, and it's super efficient too. Like, if you think of radio, radio has to have like a, almost a whole studio to, sure. to some degree, but podcasting can be super efficient. You can do it with uh, a Zoom recorder or any audio recorder, a pair of headphones, and a laptop. So, yeah. for a lot of commands and stuff that may, might not have a lot of money to say, hey, we need to start a podcast, mm -hmm. that's, it's as simple as that. Yeah, I know some people actually make podcasts with their phones, right? Absolutely. Yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. You've got a microphone, a recorder, um, and, you know, garage band if you have an Apple phone and you got a podcast. Absolutely. Well, why should military communicators care about this medium and tactic? So, uh, ultimately, it is a huge audience that we haven't really tapped into yet. Okay. So, uh, something like 177 million Americans report listening to podcasts. That is a, about 62% of the American population. So, it's there. Um, they love podcasts. It's, it's a great opportunity to, to kind of reach into that corner of the audience. Um, and I know for a fact that a lot of military folks listen to podcasts mm -hmm. as well. So, it really is a great way to, to reach some of those younger uh, military audience members. Okay, great. Well, you know, there's a lot of popular tactics and, and communication methods, right, and, and ways that we communicate with our audiences. But, you know, how does a PA professional determine that this is the right tactic for their organization? 
I'll let you take that one, Stephanie. Uh, so from a communication strategy perspective, you really have to make sure that podcasting as a tactic does align with your goals as a communicator. Um, so you have to look at things like what are your commander's lines of effort? What is your intent with this um, platform? What are you going for? Who is your audience? You really have to have an intended audience in mind and a specific goal for that audience. Do you want to entertain them? Do you want to educate, uh, push out information? So you really have to, to make sure that it is the right um, format for your communication goals. Uh, and, and first and foremost, you know, that requires a lot of research, which we love to talk about on this show, um, and communication planning. Yeah, absolutely. So after you've determined that podcasting is the right path forward for your organization, how do you specifically go about making a podcast and getting it on the air? Yeah, so I mean, it could be as simple as what I said earlier, you know, just getting the basic tools and things. Uh, finding your story but the most important thing I think is like who do you want to talk to uh, who needs to hear what you have to say and how are you going to accomplish that and then the rest just kind of falls in line like you figure out do you want to do audio storytelling do you want to have more conversational podcasting or do you want to do audio dramas you know a lot of people listen to that um, so it 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 all starts with the planning you know like how do you what's what's the plan going forward and then in steps you know yeah, another aspect of that planning is you really have to think about the longevity of your podcast. Um, one thing that is a constant in the military is change, right? So somebody, you might be at a unit and start a podcast, you're going to leave that unit in a few years. Uh, so is somebody there that's going to take over for you and keep the podcast going, or is the podcast going to end when you leave the organization? You also really want to think about what kind of stories you're going to tell and how you're going to tell them. Is it going to be a new story each episode, um, or is it going to be one story told over the entire arc of a whole season? So you really have to put a lot of planning into the, the front end of podcasting. Um, but once you get that down, you get to start the fun part of actually recording the podcast. Um, and that, that's where it gets to be a little bit more creative and more interesting. Nice, nice. Well, I'm being told that we have a question from social media. So let's turn it over to Lance Corporal Grasso. Yes. So Garrett from Guam asked, what sparked all of y'all's interest in podcasting or making a podcast? Mm, that's a great mm. question. I can tell you for me it was Serial, which for a lot yeah. of people was ground zero. Um, one reviewer said that Serial was the first to spark what we call the podcast renaissance, because podcasting had been around for about 10 years before Serial launched, right. but people really weren't paying attention to it. Yeah. So Serial really kind of unleashed the full potential of what a podcast can do, sure. and that got people talking. Um, you know, and its first season was downloaded more than 80 million times. Wow. So once I got hooked into it, I started looking into more podcasts, and I saw how diverse podcasting could be. Mm -hmm. um, and I really thought, you know, this could be something that the military could could get tapped into, which started yeah. my love of trying to, to bring it to um, the DOD. I'd say for me, it was uh, Radio Lab because yeah. when I heard how rich and well-produced it was, it's literally flawless. Um, I, I, I just, I said I wanted to make something like this. Like, I want to try to do this by myself, which mm -hmm. hindsight, you need a team yeah. <laughs> to make anything Radiolab-esque. Mm -hmm. um, but Radiolab just, they do, they do such a good job of uh, investigating a topic or blowing science things up to where that you can understand them and like really simplifying them. Um, and I'm not really even that into science stuff. So mm -hmm. it, it's, for me to be intrigued, you know, by that, it'll tell you it is like just, it's perfect. So yeah, absolutely. I started getting into podcasts with a lot of like tech podcasts like This Week in Tech and whatnot. 
uh, back in like the late 2000s, really, when I had an iPod, you actually had to download the podcast to your computer and upload mm -hmm. it via cable mm -hmm. to your listening device. And so that's what got me into the medium. And then I started doing it in 2009. So, you know, again, way before anyone really was tracking it as widespread as it was when mm -hmm. Serial came out. But I think you make a good point that that show really took the medium to a whole nother level and what people could do with the audio medium. It was really amazing. Yeah, um, they've actually done some studies that show that um, audio really does drive storytelling. And that probably yeah. comes from the fact that humans as a species are really an oral tradition. That's how sure. we pass down stories for, for millennia. Um, and so they've showed audiences uh, video where the audio was not, uh, you know, you couldn't hear it very well, but yeah. you could see the video and right. people lost interest. Then they showed sure. them a video where the, the scene dropped out, but the audio stayed strong and yeah. people stayed engaged with the story as long as they had that strong audio. Right. So it really is a, a, a really strong medium to take advantage of. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we talked a lot about civilian podcasts, but getting back to military-centric podcasts, what are some considerations that military creators need to keep in mind when creating a podcast, you know, for the military, for a military audience on a military platform? I think there's, you know, and you can speak to this probably a lot, um, Ethics is huge, and maintaining DoD uh, style, even like uh, just make sure that you know you're not endorsing something that you shouldn't be, or because you know. Um, so things like that, I think that you need to consider. But um, also like the the whole audience thing uh, is is another huge thing. And Stephanie, if you want to speak to that a little bit more. Yeah, I think audience analysis is important, knowing who you're talking to, and again, having that specific goal in mind that aligns with your communication strategy and your commander's desired end state. Um, but going back to what MC2 said was uh, what we call at the schoolhouse SAP, security, accuracy, policy, and propriety. Mm -hmm. So first and foremost, the military podcaster has to practice security at the source and use good OPSEC um, practices, yeah. meaning <clears throat> don't talk about things that you shouldn't talk about, mm -hmm. um, don't leak things that maybe shouldn't be leaked, and just really make sure that whatever we're talking about doesn't violate any national security um, you know, concerns. Right. Uh, accuracy, we want to make sure that everything that we are talking about is true to the best of our knowledge. Policy, we have to make sure that we're not violating any DOD policies with any of our content or the way it's produced. Um, so for example, we can't pay to market our yeah. podcasts. And then last but certainly not least is propriety, which might be the hardest one. Um, a lot of great podcasts are just people sitting around talking. And when you're relaxed and kind of away from an audience, you might forget that you are a brand ambassador of your service, your unit, your organization, or the DOD in general. So you really have to make sure that whatever you're talking about and the way that you're talking about it really fits with that professionalism that yeah. is expected of a military service member. Okay. Well, I'm hearing we have another question from social media. So, Lance yes. Corporal. So, Staff Sergeant Diamond from Fort Meade asked, what does the podcasting outlook look like from look like five years from now? Ooh, interesting. Well, <clears throat> we currently have over a million podcasts out there. Um, it has grown exponentially. The listenership just in the past five years has kind of exploded. So I imagine yeah. in the next five years, it will continue. I mentioned earlier that something like 62% of the Americans yeah. um, are listening to podcasts, and that's up 5% from just last year. Wow. So I can only imagine that in the next five years, we'll probably see those numbers um, you know, increase by a magnitude of 10 or maybe even 15%. Yeah. Yeah. And that speaks to just like how easy it is to start. Anyone mm -hmm. can start a podcast. Anyone sure. today could start one and talk about whatever they want to talk about or do audio drama, you know, like anything like that. So um, it, it's ease of access, ease of use. And I, I, in five years, it's, it's hard to like see into the future, but I think that uh, it, it's looking promising. 
for sure. Maybe we'll have holographic podcasts <laughs> or <laughs> smellogram. Who knows? Oh <laughs> Careful there. <laughs> That's a patentable idea. Uh, yeah, no, I, I can't see it, you know, declining. Obviously, I think the growth of podcasts will continue on exponentially, especially now that it's been integrated into all of the major popular audio listening platforms, right? I don't think there's a, a platform out there that doesn't have podcasting mm -hmm. built into it. Uh, which, by the way, you can find the Dinfo's live podcast on all of your podcatchers of choice. Go check that out. Um, but again, yeah, I, I see it just growing and growing and, and as more people get into it. I mean, like you said, it's very easy to get into podcasting. Right. I could probably take my phone, record an audio file, go to a website that I know hosts podcasts and do everything right there and I'm done. And, and podcasting. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, thank you for that question. Appreciate it. Uh, so what are some resources that budding podcasters uh, should look out for or can get into to help help them create great quality podcasts? Well, first and foremost, I would point people to Pavilion. So if you're not familiar yeah. with Dinfo's Pavilion website, they have just launched a whole new section dedicated to podcasting and how to get started, different tips and techniques and best practices. Um, Divids here at DMA. Divids hosts all of the DOD podcasts, um, and they are so receptive. If you just send them a question, um, they will get back to you usually within a couple of hours. Mm -hmm. uh, they've released a podcasting guide, so how to get started from the technical side of how to upload your file, how to get your channel started. Um, so those guys are really great as far as how to get started on the back end of the, the production. Um, when it comes to actually producing a podcast, though, I recommend a couple books. Um, the first one is this one, Your Museum Needs a Podcast by Hannah Hethman. And what I really like about this book is that Ms. Hethman is writing for nonprofits who don't usually have a very big budget for podcasting or any of their communication efforts. Um, and not having a budget will probably sound pretty familiar to a lot of our viewers today because famously in the DOD, um, we don't have a big budget for communication strategy usually. Um, so she talks you through how to come up with an idea, how to build that idea out. I mentioned before about uh, deciding what format you're going to use. So she kind of talks you through all of that. Um, up through how to actually do the recording, best practices for interviewing, and then what to do with your podcast once you've launched it. MC2? Okay. I also have a book. <laughs> um, this one uh, in particular is probably my favorite called Out on the Wire. Uh, by Ira Glass, um, or he was the forward actually, but it, it just kind of goes into um, sort of the same deal, like how to build a story is really like the foundational element of this because not all stories work, you know, how are you going to make yours work, how to sell it uh, to your producer so that you can keep working on it, um, and it, it does a really good job in, uh, of doing that, and also um, if you like pictures, it's a graphic novel, so... Oh. Wow. So I kind of like good. that as a comic reader. So, yeah. Now, it's good that you mentioned Divid's Hub, right? Because obviously if you want to get your podcast on the air and you're in the military, that is the first place to go because they're going to be the ones to host your file. We've actually, I've done two podcasts through Divid's Hub now, this show, and also another uh, podcast we did for Keesler Air Force Base. And it was a very simple process. You contact them, they send you a form, you fill it out, you send it back, and then uh, uploading your podcast is just as simple as sessioning any file, whether it be photo, video, or audio, and it gets released and right, it's right there on your podcatcher of choice. So I would say that actually um, uploading audio is actually easier than uploading any other medium. Um, and you can speak to this from having been on board a ship and having to fight those yes. kind of download or upload speeds. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, I mean, even like a, a photo size, let's say four megabytes, which yeah. 
is relatively small, you would think. It, sometimes it takes days to get out a few photos wow. to Divids because you're out at sea, you know. Sure. It's got to shoot to a satellite. But yeah. audio, I mean, it's it's super, super small. So it, for you to get a podcast that you have on your ship out and do that pretty consistently is really, really easy. And Divids is huge for all the help that they do to help get you started so that they can spin mm -hmm. your stuff out on Spotify, Apple, uh, all those good podcatchers. So, oh, yeah. yeah. And the great thing is if your audio file is too big, you can lower the bit rate pretty drastically and still retain most of the quality that you're trying to get out. Absolutely. So, well, great. Well, what are some common mistakes or pitfalls that uh, podcast creators make when they're trying to you know, create something to put out there in the world? Um, I think, so for me, uh, when, I, when I started Ears Adrift, I was... Um, really looking forward to making these really creative pieces. You know, like in the Navy, we have a, a dish called a hamster, but it's actually just a chicken cordon bleu. So I made this whole piece about a chicken cordon bleus, but it wasn't like to the commander's intent. So even though I have this really awesome piece, I wasn't able to put that out. So um, having that in your planning, like figuring out what the message needs to be told first or that's that's where you should start you know is in the planning phase um that's probably like the biggest like piece of advice i i could give a common mistake i see from beginning podcasters is underestimating the amount of time it's going to take to get yeah. your podcast episode created um you know for one 15 minute podcast it could take anywhere from three to four to five hours of actual planning production and you know um, post-production to get it ready for air wow. so you really have to consider those aspects of it and so one of the biggest things I can recommend is um, have several episodes complete and ready to go before you post your first episode because yeah. uh, a lot of people will think oh I finished my first episode I'm really proud of it let me post it up here and next week I'll have another one and then of course somebody gets sick um, somebody drops out you know you run out of time something comes up and so you don't get the next episode done in time and one thing podcast listeners like is consistency they yeah. want to know that they can count on your episode coming out every Thursday morning so I can listen to it on the way to work. They will plan their schedules mm -hmm. around listening to your podcast. Um, so you really have to make sure that you are taking into consideration those the time element and really making sure that you have, if you can, a whole season ready to go before you drop your first episode, which I know can be hard sometimes. Absolutely. All right, going back to Lance Corporal Grasso, what do we got on <laughs> yes. social media? So Commander Cody from Fort Meade as well mm -hmm. asked, can you give some examples of military podcasts that work? Okay. Well, I think one of our, our own here is uh, the award-winning podcast. Oh, yeah. Talk to us about that. <laughs> so I, I made Ears Adrift um, kind of just to, because we have so many stories that we can tell in where I used to work at All Hands Magazine, uh, but that was one of the mediums that we weren't utilizing. Um, and it's, it's probably one of the fastest growing, so I figured, why, why aren't we? Um, so I started that, and uh, I, I think that it was pretty successful. You know, I've, I've had some really good episodes and had a lot of fun with my team in making them and mm -hmm. getting back to the production and, and how long it takes. It can take a long time depending on how long you want to do your podcast. Um, yeah. But it, it was just a fantastic experience. If you want to listen to it, it's, it's on Spotify, uh, and you can listen to it. It's just stories uh, from, from sailors talking I interviewed my wife in one of them wow. and that was that was really heartfelt yeah. um, but above that sea story uh, sea stories by navy.com is fantastic and it's you know a really traditional thing when you were talking about um, 
you know, like just evolution of storytelling. Uh, sea stories in the Navy is, you know, like back in the 1700s, we were doing that. So having a podcast that does that, I think is just a beautiful thing, you know. I can also tell you that the uh, most popular military podcast that's hosted by Dinfos, or I'm sorry, by Divids, mm -hmm. is um, Military HD, and then the okay. NATO podcast. So wow. those are two that are really popular, uh, have the most followers. Yeah, I don't know the, the popularity of it, but I, I recommend the, uh, the SOCOM podcast. Special Operations Command actually puts out a podcast, and they interview various folks from the military and the special operations field. So if you're curious about that career field or the different aspects of it, the mission, the operations of it, then I highly recommend going to check that podcast out. Great. Well, how should podcasters, how should PA professionals, I should say, evaluate the effectiveness of their podcast, right? Is it just audience number growth? What is it? How do they determine if their podcast is actually effective? I think, I think for me, um, what the thing that like I really paid attention to is our social media um, engagement and who who might share to their friend or tag their friend, hey, listen to this, or mm -hmm. do we get a comment? And and then looking at analytics to see how if people listen to the whole thing, when did they drop off, or maybe there's a spike. So you can kind of gauge how well you're doing on on per episode essentially, and the comment section in social media. Uh, that's that's kind of how I, I did things. Stephanie, you probably have done other. Yeah. Um, also, just speaking to that really quickly, um, you know, we think of, of radio as kind of being a one-way medium where we're talking to mm -hmm. people, but podcasters really want to have a conversation with you. They want to be involved in it. Most, yeah. most listeners today do. Um, so I really recommend that you do tie your podcast to like an Instagram page or a social media page where you can have those conversations. So you're telling sea stories in, mm. in one episode. Um, let people write in and respond with their, you know, their stories, the time that they did that too. Um, so that's a really great way to to, to see who you're talking to and who's engaging with the content, not just who's yeah. listening to it, but who's really reacting to it. Right. Um, another aspect of that, going back to communication planning, which we've talked about uh, on this show here, um, is that you really have to build the evaluation metrics into your planning ahead of time. So how will I know if my message was successful? And that goes back to what your desired end state is. And how can you measure that change? Do I see a change, whether it's an increase in morale, um, an increase in knowledge about the topic that we're talking about? So that really goes back to your planning. You have to build in those evaluation metrics um, when, you're, when you're starting your podcast. And, and the way that you measure that too might look a little different. I think we've all seen podcasts like Serial that go viral uh, and have 80 million viewers you know, around the world. Mm -hmm. um, it's not feasible for us to expect our little military DOD podcast to reach 80 million people. Yeah. And to be honest, we don't want it to. They're, right. they're not our target audience. So you really have to keep in mind who is my target audience Am I reaching that target audience? And how many of them are engaging with the material? And that might look different for every every unit. Um, you know, I one of the best ways to look at it that I came across was to think of it as a live talk. So if I was holding a live talk at Dinfos and I had 50 people show up to that talk, mm -hmm. I would consider that a win. Yeah. So if I have 50 listens to my podcast episode, for me that might be success. Whereas for someone else, that might not be good enough. So it really depends on what your goal is. Yeah, I mean, you can have a small audience, but a lot of engagement from that yes. audience, and then you're getting a lot of positive feedback. And I think it's interesting, you know, of course, what you say about communication planning, right? Because ultimately, podcasting is, is a tactic utilized mm -hmm. to complete a smart objective, right? So it has to feed into that. Yep. You're not just doing podcasting for the sake of doing podcasting, right? It, has, it should align with and hopefully help complete a commander's objective and, and meet a commander's intent. Absolutely. Well, that's great. Well, 
From your own personal opinions, what do you think are some good civilian podcasts that our audience can listen to for either inspiration or potentially best practices as they go about to create their military podcasts? So one that I always recommend to DOD or military students is the podcast called um, Ear Hustle, which takes place in San Quentin Prison. And I see a lot of parallels, um, not negative, <laughs> between the way that the prison is structured and the way that like a military base or a ship is structured. Um, they're both closed environments without a lot of external stimuli. So you might be thinking, nothing ever happens on my ship, nothing ever happens on my base, it's boring. And so what Ear Hustle does is they talk to the people and they find those human stories. And it's fascinating. I've laughed, I've cried listening to those episodes. And what it's really good at doing is humanizing um, people that we might tend to think of in abstract, like prisoners or sailors or soldiers. Mm -hmm. um, it really puts a, a, a human face behind the uniform, as yeah. it were. So I, I tell people, listen to Ear Hustle to get great ideas about how you can find those stories within your own organization. Yeah, I would agree. Um, it's it's such a good interview, one-on-one -on -one podcast. Um, and when it comes to like making an audio story uh, and having, you know, creating an environment purely out of sound, well, I, I, and I brought up audio dramas a few times, but the truth is fantastic for just creating, you know, an environment out of nothing. And it seems like uh, War of the Worlds, you know, Orson Welles, like that sort of thing. But it's still really popular today. And in fact, I'd argue it's probably more popular now. Um, but that really helped me kind of set the scene for a lot of things. Like if I have someone that's underway and I'm interviewing them or talking to them about being a bosun's mate, I, I might have the waves in the background or something, you know, things like that, bells in the back, seagulls. So that that sort of thing like really helped me out just to like, what sounds am I hearing in this podcast and how can I make them my own? Yeah, that's great. Another thing I recommend is just look at what's trending. Look at what podcasts are the most downloaded, the most listened to today, and then see if there's a way that you can take that format and apply it to your military life. So, for example, there's a, po a podcast called Ologists, and the host every week talks to a different scientist who is an ologist, whether it's a zoologist, an anthropologist, whatever. And she just says, like, tell me about your job. Tell me what it is you do. And immediately I thought, on a military base, we have a million different MOSs, different jobs. Every week, talk to a different MOS and find out who they are, what they do, and how they're contributing to the mission overall. I mean, there's so many, you could just look at almost any podcast today and find a way to say, that could fit our mission, that could help us. Um, you just got to get a little creative. Absolutely. That's great. Well, folks, I think we've officially gone viral because we have another question from social media. Yes, we do. <laughs> Daniel from Fort Meade asks, what do you recommend as an effective way for a military podcast to get known and gain listeners? Ooh, yeah. That's a great question. So first and foremost, I'm going to go back to the Divids folks because Divids will host your podcast on um, all the popular podcatchers like Spotify, Amazon, um, Apple, Google. I think there's a couple more that I'm not even thinking about, but they will put it out there on all the platforms. The second thing I would say was tie it to your social media, right? You really have to promote yourselves because you're not going to pay to promote it. Yeah. So um, send it out to the people who you think might be interested in it. Um, you know, if you have any type of command information channels, like an email um, that goes out to all the troops or a monthly newsletter, put it in there and say, hey, guys, check out our new podcast. Everybody listen to this. Um, you can tease it. Teasing is a great way to get people interested. So a week before it airs, play a little snippet of a really great quote of somebody saying something interesting. So people will be like, oh, I want to hear more about that. Mm -hmm. And then they'll be looking forward to your podcast. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a lot of ways to market without spending a dime. Um, you just got to get a little bit creative. Do some research. Sure. Yeah, I mean, social media is is huge for podcasting. Um, looking at 
last letters ran by JT Locke, uh, he does a thing called an audiogram for his Instagram. So it'll be a portrait of the person that he's interviewing along with that, that awesome quote. Um, and it's sort of this jab, jab, right hook approach. I don't know if you've heard the, the social media book, but it's teasing things. And then you have this, you know, you, ha you have your full-length podcast. Yeah. So I think that approach uh, is proven successful. And that's, that's sort of what I try to do in my own podcast. Yeah, and that's a great point. Uh, cutting up your podcast into little minute-long segments and then pushing them out on various platforms because... People may not want to listen to a whole 30-minute or 60-minute long podcast. That might be a big ask for them. But maybe if you tease them in with a little short one-minute segment, then you have a better chance of actually getting them to, to come over and listen to the podcast. I'd also recommend, depending on the subject matter of your podcast and how broad it might be, is to reach out to your higher headquarters mm -hmm. or other sort of agencies that are adjacent to yours to help promote the podcast. I know when SOCOM did their podcast, they pushed it down to uh, us in Korea because we were a you know, sub, sub command that could actually push it out to our members, you know, because they thought, oh, they might be interested in that as well. And another, that, that brings up another great point, which is cross promotion. Um, if I have a podcast and I'm, let's say, an Army podcaster and I know of a great Navy podcast, maybe I'll tell my listeners, hey, if you like this, go check out Sea Stories. You might find something you like there too. So yeah. reach out to, to fellow podcasters who maybe have um, an overlap in audience members yeah. and get them to push your, your podcast as well. Um, it's not a competition. You know, we're all in it, uh, you know, for the same, for the same reasons. So there's no competition here and that's one good thing about DOD podcasting is that we're not in it to make money right so we get a lot of the pressure taken off of us we don't have to grow if we're reaching our audience and they're happy with our product and it's working we can stay at that listenership you know indefinitely so there's no pressure to grow there's no pressure to make money and there's no competition we're all in it together yeah, absolutely and the other idea that I've actually utilized is showing up on other people's podcasts yes. and being an interview subject mm -hmm. for them and then you get to plug your own podcast so there you go yeah all right. Well, thanks so much for talking to us about this really obviously popular subject. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Uh, Stephanie, if you want to go first. Um, just that, you know, I hope more people do consider podcasting as a really viable uh, public affairs tactic. I think it can be scary for some folks who've never used it before, never seen it before, but it really is easy, very low risk, and very low cost. So it is very efficient, and I hope, um, I hope more people will consider it when they're doing their communication planning. Great. Yeah, and if you're interested, just go out and listen. Just go listen to some podcasts, you know, and that's, that's what I did. I, I found uh, that I really like listening to them, so I started listening more and more, and then I made my own. Yeah. Um, so there's, there's a slew of different podcasts out there. Find one that, you know, that you really enjoy and maybe try to emulate that in your own storytelling. So That's awesome. Well, great. Thanks again for your time today. Really appreciate it. And I want to say thanks to our audience, and we appreciate your time, and thank you for tuning into our program. As always, please subscribe, like, and share our program with others so that more people can learn about it and listen to it and watch it. And if you do like to listen to it, and speaking of podcasts specifically, uh, Dinfos Live is also a podcast that you can find on your podcatcher of choice just by searching for Dinfos Live. Well, that is our episode for this month. See you all next month when we'll be talking to Army Lieutenant Colonel Charles Patterson, DINFO's Public Affairs and Communications Strategy Directorate Director, who will be talking to us about the PACS qualification course and how we train DOD Public Affairs officers. Thanks again for your time and see you all next month.